Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to a book reading entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book is being compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue on page 257, The Prayer of Victory. At mid-morning, the Prophet, peace be upon him, entered the house of his cousin, Umhani bint Abi Talib, where he bathed and prayed eight rakah, in units of two each. In the same house cowered the two pagan brother-in-laws of Umhani. When Ali found out that his sister was shielding them, he immediately wanted to kill them. But Umhani went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, who said to her, I grant refuge to whomever you have given refuge. Bilal calls the Adhan from the Kaaba. When it was time for the word prayer, the Prophet, peace be upon him, asked Bilal radiallahu an to call the Adhan from the roof of the Kaaba as a proclamation of the dominance of Islam. How pleasing to Muslim ears and how loathsome to the polytheists it was to hear the declaration of Allah's supremacy in his sacred house. When the conquest of Makkah was complete, the Ansar grew worried that the Prophet, peace be upon him, would stay on in Makkah, home of his ancestors and his tribe. They expressed their concern to the Prophet, peace be upon him, as he stood with his hands raised in prayer on Mount Safa. After his prayer was over, he allayed their fears. Allah forbid that I should do so. I will live and die with you. The Prophet ﷺ stayed for 19 days in Makkah, during which period he obliterated every vestige of the Jahiliyyah, the age of ignorance that preceded Islam. Makkah became an Islamic city. The Prophet, peace be upon him, erected pillars to demarcate the boundaries of the sacred mosque. Following this, a crier announced that whoever believed in Allah in the year after was to destroy any idols that remained in his house. On the 25th of Ramadan, the Prophet, peace be upon him, dispatched Halid bin Walid to Nahla at the head of 30 cavalrymen to demolish the temple of Uzza. The idol of Uzza was the biggest, and Halid smashed it to pieces. In the same month, Amr bin As was sent to demolish the idol of Suwa, the chief deity of Banu Hudayl. Amr arrived at the shrine in Rabat, 150 kilometers northeast of Makkah, and raised it to the ground. Its priest saw the inanimate object submit itself to destruction, and he was overcome with the realization that no creator could be destroyed thus. One more false god remained, and the Prophet sent Sa'id bin Zayd Ashali at the head of twenty cavaliers to destroy Mana, the deity of the Kalb, Khuza, Hazan, Aus, and Hazraj tribes. Sa'id broke the idol and demolished its temple, removing one more loathed rival of Allah, the One, the Eternal, of whom no likeness can ever be made. Realizing the need to instill Islam in the hearts of as many people as possible, the Prophet, peace be upon him, sent Halid bin Walid an, to Banu Judhaima in the month of Shawwal to preach Islam. He was accompanied by 300 men of the Muhajireen and Ansar and Banu Sulaim. When Banu Judhaima was were invited to accept Islam, they cried, Sabana, Sabana, we have left our religion, we have left our religion. The answer reeked of deceit to Halid, who rounded them up and killed some of them. Later he ordered every Muslim soldier to kill his captive, but Ibn Umar and his comrades refused to carry out an unjust order.
On their return, the dissenters placed the matter before the Prophet, peace be upon him. The Prophet, horrified at what Halid had done, prayed with his hands raised, O oh Allah, do not hold me to account for Halid's act. He then sent Ali to Banu Judama to pay blood money to the relatives of those slain and to compensate those whose property had been destroyed. The money that was left over after payment of compensation was also left with the tribe. Halid's actions during the expedition earned him criticism from several of the Prophet's companions, and there were angry exchanges between him and Abdul Rahman bin Awf. When this altercation was reported to the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said, Halid, refrain from saying anything harsh to my companions. By Allah, if Mad Uhud turned into gold and you were to spend it all in the way of Allah, even then you would not equal the morning or evening prayer of any one of my companions. The conquest of Makkah had silenced its citizens, but neighboring tribes clamored for a confrontation. Qais Milan assembled for consultation with Banu Thaqif and Banu Hawazin in the forefront. They said among themselves, as Muhammad had already won the war against his people, none remains to prevent him from fighting against us. Why should we not take the initiative? Accordingly, they decided to fight and mustered a large army under Malik bin Auf Nasari. They came down to Otas, their women, children and livestock with them. An old veteran, Duraid bin Sima, who was highly reputed in the art of warfare, accompanied the Hawazin army. When Duraid heard the groaning camels, the braying asses, the bleating sheep and goats and the crying children, he asked Malik to explain their presence in the army. Malik replied that each member of the army was to be followed by his family and material possessions so that each man would fight fiercely to defend them. Duraid said, By God, you are a shepherd. Who can block the way of the deserter? Behold, if you win the battle, it is you alone who will be the winners with your swords and spears. If you are defeated, you will be disgraced in front of your families. Then he advised Malik to send the non-combatants back home, but the latter refused. He assembled the women, children and livestock in Autas, while he himself proceeded to the neighboring valley of Hunain with the troops and lay in ambush. When informed of the developments, the Prophet, peace be upon him, marched on at the head of 12,000 soldiers from Makkah on Saturday the 6th of Shawwal, the 8th of Tehijrah. He took 1,000 coats of mail and other weaponry from Safwan bin Umayyah on credit, and the administration of Makkah was entrusted to Uqab bin Usaid. On the way, the troops came across a big tree named Dad al-Anwat. It was a shrine to the pagan deity of war. From its branches, the pagan Arabs suspended their weapons, offered sacrifices beneath it, and performed some rites of propitiation. Some people who had not quite grasped the essence of Islam beseeched the Prophet, peace be upon him, make us a Dad al-Anwat similar to these. At this, the Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, Allah is most great. You have said what the people of Musa said to him. Fashion for us a god similar to their gods. Musa replied, You are an ignorant people. Chapter 7, verse 138. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then added, Verily you will follow every custom of the people before you. 
The Muslims exuded overconfidence because of their great strength. Some even exulted that they could not be defeated now for want of numbers, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, grew displeased at the arrogance. When evening set in, a cavalier brought the news that Banu Hawazan had come out along with the women, children, camels and goats. The Prophet smiled and remarked, Inshallah, all these will become the spoils of war for the Muslims. And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.